Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. Nuan is now on ESPN Radio. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on a Tuesday. I don't even know what day it is. It's been a hectic week already so far, but fun being here. Appreciate you for listening along. And uh, always one of the most busy and uh, most engaging and most engaged times of the year. So thanks so much for uh, all of your interaction, all of your uh, following along and uh, all of your um, interaction with me and with us here at ESPN Radio. I am Coulter Nuanez coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. Missed anything in the first hour of the show today. Fun first hour. All prep sports all the time. A very, very prep sport heavy. Talking high school volleyball champions. High School Football State Championship matchups are Treasure State Stars. And we also heard from Courtney Badbear, the head coach of the Billings Senior Bronx, the AA State Champions in volleyball over the weekend. All of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. Rate, review, subscribe, all those good things. The Nuanas Now podcast probably presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. Helena Capital and Bozeman High played... Uh, the first game of the year, and Helena Capital came out on top, 28-21. It was a great game, a very physical game. Bozeman then fell uh, to 0-2 the following week as they lost to Missoula Sentinel. And guess what? Hawks haven't lost since. So they're one of the hottest teams in the state, but Helena Capital, they've taken huge blows and great competition from a variety of really good opponents, especially down the stretch here. They had to outlast their crosstown rival, Helena High Bengals, 13-3 to earn the number one overall seed and a city championship in the regular season finale. They took Butte's best shot and emerged from that one uh, with a huge playoff win to move uh, into last week's semifinal. Then they had to take out the two-time defending state champions, the uh, Missoula Sentinel Spartans. And they've done it all with great uh, togetherness, great chemistry, and uh, they are a team that looks like they're on a mission, but this should be a great double-A state championship game. So we caught up with each of the head coaches that will lead their teams in the capital city on Friday night. Well, it's the best time of year around the state of Montana. State championship weekend coming up this upcoming weekend. Got the 121st edition of the Montana-Montana State Rivalry, and we'll have state championships uh, across all classifications of high school football in the state of Montana. We're joined now by Kyle Mahela. She's the head coach of Helena Capital. He's joined us several times throughout the year, and that's what happens when your team keeps on winning. Now the Bruins undefeated going into the state championship game against Bozeman High on Saturday in Helena. Coach, thanks for being here. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. First and foremost, I know we talked in August when we were doing our football preview uh, series here at Nuanas Now, and I think that uh, we both agreed that you, your team had some potential to be very, very good. But now here you are uh, on the doorstep of winning a state championship. So what have been the key factors? I mean, what, have, what about this group has kept them going and, and got them to this point? 
Well, getting us into the season, they're a hardworking group of young men. You know, they've been talented their their whole you know middle school, high school career. Uh, they're a real solid group of young men. Uh, but I think as the season has progressed and started, you know, we still need to find our identity. We spend a lot of time together in the summertime going to camps and at 6 a.m. But I think, you know, it took us a few games to kind of find out who we who we are and what we want to do. And, you know, first and foremost, offensively, we want to run the ball. And defensively, we're going to get up on you and uh, force you to make some mistakes, hopefully, and create some turnovers. Uh, but for the most part, these kids are uh, a very fun group to be around, very coachable. And, yeah, it's just been a fun year. Well, take us through the semifinal victory. You're playing against the two-time defending state champions in the Sentinel Spartans, and uh, they had been playing really, really well over this last month, particularly on defense. And uh, they gave you all you could handle, but you guys come out with a 21-14 victory. So uh, just take us through it. What were some of the key moments in the game? What were some of the key factors for you guys to oust the Spartans and move into the state championship game? Well, I think the key key moment for us was the beginning of the game when we were able to drive down and score. Uh, we wanted to get out. Uh, Butte, the week before, came out and slapped us around, and we weren't ready to play. And our, our goal was to create, you know, something defensively or whoever's going to get the ball at the, there at that first drive. So our offense came out and did that, set the tone. Uh, and then we go up 14-7. Um, and then we, boy, we give up a huge third down play on a reverse pass, uh, which was tough. I mean, we were there. We just couldn't make the play. And then beat our safety on a vertical route and, and then all of a sudden it's 14-7 and then we obviously score again um, and then they next series they kick off we kick to them and they take the kickoff return for a touchdown so we're sitting there 21-14 you know the score is what the score is but there's some things we got to clean up uh, obviously the Adam Jones kid he's the real deal uh, he's a good football player they got a lot of talent that uh, did uh, Dane all over there in that group and also, uh, you know, defensively, they're tough. And that, for us, I think defensively, we, we kind of the defense kept us in it. We created four turnovers, and that to me is probably the difference in the ball game. Kyle Mahillis joining us here on Nuanas Now. He's the head coach for the Helena Capital Bruins. They play for the AA State Championship in Helena on Friday night. And coach, you have. Uh, been tested these last several weeks, whether it was against Helena High in your season finale or with Butte High School coming to town a couple weeks ago or this last week with the Spartans. So uh, how much does that sort of help just harden the mentality and and, and sort of mentally toughen you up going into this state championship game? I certainly think it helps. Uh, certain, you know, this time of the year, I think your game should be somewhat difficult. Everybody's kind of evenly matched, and we've been tested, like you said, the last three weeks with very good football teams, and we've had to find a way. And it's, I think the perseverance of this group has shown. They, they don't panic. Uh, I think maybe in Butte early we panicked a little bit, and I, I had to remind everybody at halftime that, hey, at the end of the day, uh, we're at 7-0, we're down, we get the ball at half. And uh, we're playing the second half with the best offense in the state. We're playing the second half with the best defense in the state. So everybody needs to quit pushing the button. That the world's going to come to an end. And the panic, the we got to get out of panic mode here and just play brown football. And we did that in the second half against Butte. So seeing circumstances throughout the last weeks of our our kids responding and our kids kids our coaches responding, I really like that going into this game. Well, let's talk about the showdown then. Bozeman coming to town, and they are uh, one of the hottest teams in the state of Montana. They started out 0-2, and what a coaching job by Levi Weshi to get these guys back on track. Now on an eight-game winning streak, they rolled through the Eastern AA, and uh, they've got a couple big playoff wins, including their crosstown victory over Bozeman-Gallatin 28-9 this last weekend. What's your initial take here on the Hawks, Coach? Well, like you said, Coach Weshi does a great job. 
Uh, you can tell certainly from game one to just as we've improved, the Bozeman Hawks are a very good football team. Uh, they're very physical up front. Their offensive and defensive lines are big and physical. Uh, they got a right tackle as we look at them. You know, we're, we're talking 6'7", 285 pounds. Uh, he's, a rec- he's a one-man wrecking machine. Uh, offensively, you know, a lot of those kids go both ways like we have. Uh, the Casa Grande boys are obviously uh, uh, very good football players. I like the quarterback. He's long and lanky, and he can throw a great ball, and he can scramble. His brother at running backs, a hard-nosed runner. I mean, they have two great tight ends. Uh, they got the Rocky Lincioni kid who we struggled with as a receiver last time, so we're going to have to pay some attention to him. Kind of off the subject, I want to give that kid a vote for the best name in the double in double A football, <laughs> Rocky Lincioni. I think that's a great name. I'm a big Rocky Balboa fan, so I get a kick out of that. But no, Bozeman's a good football team. They're good in all three phases of the game. Like I said, Coach Wesley will have his guys ready to go. It's going to be a dogfight Friday. What are going to be the key factors then for your team? I mean, how do you finish the deal here? Because you guys have been so great all year long and one step away now from the ultimate goal. So what do you think the keys are for Helena Capital? Well, offensively, we need to be able to move the ball. We need to be able to get first downs. Uh, we need to be able to move the chains, obviously. And I know that's the old cliche and everything, but we got to be consistent. Uh, last week, we had a few holdings on first down and you know, in high school football, that's a spot foul. So, I mean, we're, you know, you can be first and 23, we first in 25, so it's we can't shoot ourselves in the foot. And we did we took care of the ball against Sentinel, and that's a big reason why offensively we were able to move it. We didn't lose possessions, so we can't turn the ball ball over, and we got to be able to run the ball. And we got to take our shots downfield with Carter and Michelotti, and uh, we got big bodies there that can catch vertical routes. So we're going to test them there, um, and they already know that. It's been on every film in the last, the last 11 weeks. Uh, defensively, we got to create turnovers, and we got to be able to win first down. We can't. We got to put Bozeman in a position where it's second and ten, second, eight, nine. Uh, we can't. You know, they they ran the ball so well against Gallatin. I mean, they were second and two, second and four, or first down, and now they got a new set of chains. I think they ran for 256, 36 attempts against Gallatin. So. And, you know, Coach West has got to figure out what he wants to do against us. Uh, the week before, when they played Glacier, it's a, it's a pass-happy offense. And then the next week, they're running the ball 36 times. So, you know, I, I do like our run defense. I do like our uh, athleticism in our front seven. So we got to play good football. we got to create turnovers, and we got to move the ball. Helena Capital hosts Bozeman High School Friday night. Class AA state championship on the line there from the capital city. Helena Capital head coach Kyle Mahelis joining us here on Nuanas Now. Coach, we appreciate the time, and thanks so much for giving it to us throughout the season, and best of luck on Friday night. All right, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Kyle Mahelis, the head coach of the Helena Capital Bruins. Top-seeded, top-ranked. Can they finish the deal and remain undefeated? Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Crazy that it's college basketball season already. The Grizzlies basketball team, tough road trip to start the year. They lost 91-63 at Duquesne in Pittsburgh. And then a few nights later, they lost 86-64 to Xavier in Cincinnati. But they're back home. They have uh, their home opening tournament. St. Thomas, Troy, and Merrimack are all in town. So the Grizz will have games against all three of those teams, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday here uh, at Dahlberg Arena in, in Missoula, here in the Garden City. We have a pair of passes uh, to Thursday and to Friday. So, right now, 
Call us. You want to go to Thursdays? Action. There's a couple games. Merrimack versus Troy and then Montana versus St. Thomas on Thursday from Dahlberg Arena. Call us right now if you want to go to the Grizz basketball home opener uh, against St. Thomas. 7.30 p.m. for uh, the St. Thomas game. 5 p.m. for Merrimack versus Troy. You want to go to that? Call us right now. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call right now. We got some Grizz hoops passes for you to Thursday night's action of this season opening a home opening tournament down at Dahlberg Arena. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. And it's fun time of year, man. Very cool, too, because we sort of pinpointed who we thought were going to be some of the main contenders throughout the state of Montana. Did a big high school football preview in August. And now we're joined by Levi Weshi for, I believe, the fourth time so far this football season because the Bozeman Hawks have been one of the best teams in the state. And now... What Coach Weshi's team gets to play Helena Capital for the AA State Championship. Coach, congratulations on a great season thus far. How you doing? Uh, great. Nervous. Excited. You know, I think uh, I'm excited for the opportunity for our kids. You know, and it's pretty awesome when you think about, you know, there's only 10 teams in the state of Montana right now. They're still practicing. So it's awesome to be one of them. Well, you have uh, been in this position before, uh, sixth state championship uh, game, I, I think seventh actually state championship game appearance for Bozeman over the last 12 or 13 years. So it's been a great run by the Hawks. Uh, how, how much does that experience play into this? I know uh, some of your kids, maybe it's a brand new experience, but you as a coach, either an assistant or head coach, you've been here before. So what sort of things do you take from your past experiences? Well, I think the biggest thing I take away is that you continue to prepare the same way you have all along. You know, um, you can't change it and make it more than it is. You can't be something you're not at this time of year. You've got to focus on what got you to this point. Um, continue to emphasize that stuff and, 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 and just continue to work hard and get better. Um, you know, I think the one thing that maybe has changed as I've gotten a little older and done this a few times is trying to enjoy, enjoy the moment. Like just take a couple times and go, man, we made it this far. Cause I think early on, you know, when you're young, you think it's always going to happen. And sure. It doesn't. You know, there's going to be guys that you'll coach their whole lives and be great coaches and, and, and never get this far. So um, I'm trying to enjoy it and trying to have the kids enjoy the moment. You know, for a lot of them, they weren't a part of that run we made in 19. But like Avery Allen was a freshman on that team. But he, he made actually made our travel roster that year, went to Butte and everything. But he's the only one with really any experience um, in a football game at that, that level. So just trying to get him to enjoy it and understand, like, this doesn't happen all the time. This is a really special thing, um, and to enjoy that that as well. Well, it's been a, a gauntlet for sure, but you guys have been one of the hottest teams in the state, and uh, you, know, you started out with two losses, and you haven't lost since, so really uh, have been continuing to improve throughout the year. First of all, though, take us through last week because you had to play your crosstown rival for the second time in a month, and Gallatin was equally as hot. They were coming in with a head of steam, but you guys take care of business against the Raptors 28-9 to last week. What did you like about your team's performance, and uh, what, what was that like playing a team so close to when the last time you played them? It was really difficult. You know, there wasn't – I mean, you know, and I think it's hard to beat a team twice no matter when you play them. So that, that's always hard because they know exactly where they should fix. And for us, you kind of look back and go, man, what did we leave on the table? And that's a little bit harder, I think. Um, and then, you know, uh, trying to – to get the kids' minds right because it does mean a lot and have them understand that even though it's crosstown, we're playing for for a state championship appearance and that's what I really wanted them to focus on and I thought they did a great job of that all week long. Uh, very workmanlike about understanding what we were trying to accomplish and it wasn't just 
to rule Bozeman, it was we were focused on trying to get to a state championship game. So I thought they did a good job of that. And then you know, as far as what I was really proud of uh, in the game, I thought it was the play of our, our defensive front and our offensive front. I thought they really took over the game. You know, um, we ran for 260-some yards on offense. Um, you know, we had three guys with 60 yards plus rushing and um you know we went through for 51 yards which it really hasn't been our mo this year we've been pretty balanced and maybe even a little pass heavy but um we found some things that were working in the run game and just kind of stuck to it and then defensively um you know we only gave up 50 yards passing and then i think we held them to 80 some yards rushing so um, our front six on defense was a bunch of beasts and i was i was super 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 happy with that Levi Weshey joining us, the head coach of the Bozeman Hawks. They play for the AA State Championship on Friday night in Helena. And, Coach, that's an interesting fold, too. I know in August when we talked, you said that you, you really liked the toughness uh, and the togetherness of, of your fronts. And uh, it, it's been interesting to me, too, because there's been this sort of omnipresent storyline around the state of Montana. Where have all the linemen gone, right? But that's not yeah. true when you can talk about this uh, state championship game. I mean, the, two of the best sets of linemen that you got in the state are playing with Helena Capital and Bozeman. So how important has that been, uh, just the guys up front for you guys all season long? Oh, it's been huge. And you look at Capital, and I mean, that's what they built their program around. Sure. And I think any good team does. Um you know, you got to be able to run the ball when it's cold out. And that was something we had to do last week, and I thought we did it well. But, you know, I think if you want to play winning football, if you don't have a defensive line and you don't have an offensive line that's competitive at the very minimum, you're going to struggle. And I don't, and that doesn't change whether you run the spread or if you run power run football. Um, it's so funny because I think everyone tries to make it easier for the line, but at the end of the day, controlling the line of scrimmage still wins football games. For sure. Controlling the line of scrimmage still is how you play championship football. Um, I think when I watch Capital on film, that's what they do so well is they control both sides of the line of scrimmage. They're 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 really really good in those aspects. Well, you guys have uh, been so good, like you said, maintaining the balance, but it also seems like your quarterbacks operate at a high level. I know we talked about Jay Casagrande before, but uh, it seems like he's continued to get better throughout his senior year. So. Yeah, you must be pretty proud of him because you know I, I know that he had a lot of talent coming into the year, uh, but he's really put it all together, and it seems like he's done a great job leading your team. Yeah, you know he really has, and I know there's a lot of good quarterbacks out there, and maybe I'm biased, but I truly believe Jake's the best quarterback in AA football, um, and he's 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 really put us on his back at times and got us to wins, and I've been so impressed with his play and the way he leads. Um, you know, our offensive coordinator, Coach Boyle, he does a really good job of of getting some things in the, in the passing game for us to do, but it's not always simple. And um, Jake has the mental acuity to kind of figure it out, operate it, and, do, and does a great job. And he has for two years. And, you know, one thing I think that's really underrated about him is the way he takes care of the football. You know, in two full seasons, he's only thrown 10 picks. And I think this year he's thrown 31 touchdowns and five picks. So I think he's the only starter in the top five that hasn't thrown double-digit picks in passing yards. So I think that says a lot about him and, and just how sharp he is, but also how he understands that taking care of the football is at a premium if you want to win football games. Class AA State Championship, Vigilante Stadium, Helena, Montana on Friday night. Bozeman at Helena Capital. So, Coach, let's talk about the matchups. I mean, we talked about Capitals fronts. That's been a storyline all year long. They got multiple Division One bound guys, but they also have some pretty slick skill players, and they got a quarterback who's playing within himself, too, and very steady with Joey Michelotti at the helm there uh, for Helena Capital. Uh, so when you first turn on the film, what, what's your scout of the Bruins? Um, well, uh, again, the first thing I think that just pops out at you is their defensive and offensive fronts. I think Talon Marshall is the most disruptive player in double-A football. Um, he's an unbelievable presence on the inside. 
and, and two years of just doing it consistently too is really impressive. Yeah, you know, I think what stands out maybe the most is I think when you turn on film and you scout guys, get ready, you look for players that you can attack that maybe aren't on the same level as everyone else's better players. And I don't think they have any holes. I think they're solid every single position, offensive and defensively. There's not really a guy that that you can point out and go, okay, we're going to take advantage of him. So they're a very well-rounded team. Um, and then I think the other thing that stands out about them is how, how far they've come, I think, throwing the ball. From last year, they could pound the rock. Um, this year, they're throwing it all over the yard, too. They're they're really tough to defend. They get some really big passing, chunk passing plays um, while they're also continuing to run the football. And they got two really good running backs. I know the Carter kid gets a lot of recognition, but they got two backs that can do it. And then, you know, they run a little bit of a two-quarterback system that has been really effective for them, um, and that's been impressive as well. And then I think lastly, and I think, you know, I don't know that he gets enough credit as Coach Mahela. She does an amazing job with that program, and they're always so sound. They're always so sound. You know, they have, as their offensive line coaches that has coaching five national or six national championship teams, you know, he's a dude. And then, um, but Coach Coach Mahelish does an awesome job of making sure that that team runs smoothly and their defense is year in, year out, one of the tops. And that's because of him, I think. Well, he played Helen the Capital once before. It seemed like it was years ago, back in September. So, um, do, do you take anything from that game, or have the teams changed too much uh, to even look at that game? Well, I think both teams have changed, but I still think you go back and look at it. Um, you know, you still have your base schemes, I think. You still have what you want to do. Um, but, yeah, we definitely are going to go back and look at that and see where we struggled. But, yeah, you know, I think off- offensive line-wise, we've really improved from where we were that day. They've improved as well, though. Like I said, their, their passing game is, is really taking off, I feel like. Um, but, man, they, it was, that, was a, that, was a, that was a very physical football game week one. And, uh, you know, we got to be prepared for that this week. And, um, you know, I, I think that first week is still important. It, but like you said, also, it feels like it's been a year ago and there's been a lot of growth that goes on in the last two and a half, three months. Levi Weshi, Bozeman High. They play at Helena Capital Friday night, Vigilante Stadium. Coach, last thing for you then, what are the keys to victory for Bozeman if you're going to come out with a state championship victory? Uh, we have to con- we have to keep our quarterback clean. we got to keep him standing upright. We can't turn over the ball. Capitals forced 29 turnovers this year and only giving it up eight times. So we have to win that turnover battle. I think if we can do that, we'll be close. Uh, and, then, and then I think that's the final thing is we got to give ourselves a chance uh, at the end of the day to, to be in the game. And, and to me, that means not giving up a, a big special teams play, not giving up a big pass play, and not turning the ball over. Should be a fun one Friday night in the capital city. Levi Weshi joining us here on Nuanas Now. Coach, hopefully we catch up with you again soon, but thanks so much for taking some time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Not a coincidence, I don't think, that uh, we – sort of targeted those two programs and, and those two head coaches come into the year. I thought that the, the main contenders in uh, Class AA were going to include Helena Capital, Bozeman High School, Billings West, and Missoula Sentinel. And uh, all four of those teams were at least quarterfinals. Three of them were in the semifinals. And uh, now two of them, Kyle Mahelish's Helena Capital Bruins and Levi Weshi's Bozeman Hawks will play for the Class AA State Championship on Friday night in Helena. Nuanas now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks for hanging out with us here uh, on your Tuesday. Who wants more basketball? we got two more passes to Thursday's action. Two games, one at 5 
And uh, one at 730, uh, you got a variety of teams uh, in town uh, for Montana's home opening tournament. So we got passes to the whole shooting match on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. But this is for Thursday. I want to go check out some games on Thursday, including Montana's home opener at 730. Call us right now, 888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call number two. Got a couple passes for you to uh, Thursday night's action down there at the Zootown Classic for the University of Montana men's basketball team, 888 if you want to watch some Grizz hoops. Let's talk some Grizz and Bobcat football. Rivalry, conversation, and commentary next. Keep it right here. It's Duanas Now, ESPN Radio. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. That's a two-man band. Isn't that crazy? Royal Blood. They're awesome. If you're ever bored, which, I don't know, do people even let themselves get bored anymore? I feel like the instant you get bored, you just pull out your phone. But, (laughs) I digress. If you're looking for something to look at on your phone... Watch the Royal Blood concert from Wembley Stadium. Those guys just rock. It's just a bass player and a drummer. That's it. Sweet. Maybe maybe a band you never heard of. Maybe you have. Maybe you love them. Uh, either way, I love them. Uh, definitely one of my uh, sort of hidden favorite music acts. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Nuana's now uh, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We're going to have so much, we already do, but we're going to have so much content for you between this show and our Skyline Sports YouTube channel and our ESPN MT app and SkylineSportsMT.com that uh, I don't even know if you're going to be able to keep up with it all, but it's going to be a really fun week and uh, we are working tirelessly to get it to you, but you never get tired when you're having fun. And it's been so interesting because this this rivalry week and this rivalry weekend – We'll be at the culmination of yet another regular season in football. And uh, I think that we'll be covering playoff games. Well, I know we're, we're going to be covering playoff games uh, moving forward because I do think that uh, at least four, if not five, or maybe even six Big Sky Conference teams make it into the FCS playoffs. So we'll have plenty of stuff moving forward. But this is always sort of uh, a culmination and, and uh, sort of an anniversary, uh, as it were, when Montana, Montana State showed out. And so we always love the huge buildup. We always love uh, the crescendo that is the the moment that the game commences. And we always love soaking up these rivalry games. It's so funny because, you know, I've, I was going through it. I probably covered, I mean, I was, I was really trying to think of, like, what's the actual realistic number. But probably covered, I'd say, between 140 and 175 Roughly in there, uh, Big Sky Conference football games over the last uh, 
16 years. And uh, some have defining moments for sure, especially if they're in places that were like completely unique or that I'd only been to a time or two before. But a lot of the games just run together, and you have to like actually remind yourself and, and you know, look at a box score to actually remember them. But I have vivid memories of all the rivalry games, and I think that that's what makes this, this weekend and uh, this moment and all of it so special. I, I, I wish there wasn't so much fallout from it. I wish there wasn't so much ugliness attached to it. I wish we could all just use it uh, as a, a celebration of an event that brings us together when Montana and Montana State play, uh, a celebration of some of the things that make our state and our two state universities so excellent, and a celebration of, of the performance and the development of the young men that, that compete on the football field. I think that's the things I always want to take away from it. And hopefully you can share in that sentiment with me. Win or lose, uh, it's, it's a phenomenal moment in time for Montanans and non-Montanans alike. So um, I hope we can all sort of share that. Andrew Houghton, our producer and a contributing writer at SkylineSportsMT.com, he'll be cranking out some matchup stories that we'll have on Skyline. I'll be cranking some out as well, and so will Tom Stuber. Uh, so we'll have, uh, I think, half a dozen of those by the time this week's all said and done. We also have some fun podcast stuff coming up for you, uh, some interactive video stuff coming up for you, and I got a couple feature stories on a couple of the pivotal figures uh, in this upcoming Bobcats versus Grizzlies game in Bozeman. Andrew, what do you think about just sort of the, the narrative around these two teams coming into this game? What, what are sort of just your general feelings, not necessarily about the, the X's and O's and back and forth of the matchup, but just sort of the position these two teams are in and just the overall sort of meaning of this game and the scope of the Big Sky Conference season? Well, it's really interesting, Coulter, I think, to compare it to last year when we were just full speed ahead for this game because Montana did have that lapse in the middle of the season, and Montana did fall out of the top 10 in the polls, and in fact, the Grizz are still outside of the top 10 in the polls, and that sort of colors this game and colors the narrative heading into this game in a much different way, right? Even though, uh, you know, I think we came into this year anticipating and maybe assuming that this game was going to be sort of the same narrative as last year, as in just these two were going to be top five or top ten teams the entire season, and we were coming into it in a titanic clash, and maybe both of these teams would be playing for seeds. Now we're getting something a little bit different, so that's been the interesting part for me. As far as just the narrative of of the Big Sky season, Again, I think that we've seen some other storylines in this Big Sky season come up and sort of take some of the heat off of this rivalry game here at the end of the year in a way that we didn't have last year. If you've been following along, especially when Sam Herter joins us, who's Hero Sports FCS analyst, and he joins us each Wednesday during the five o'clock or during the four o'clock hour right, to kick off the Wednesday show each week, we've been talking about how while there's maybe not as many across the entire 120-plus teams of FCS, maybe not as many high-quality teams uh, in the country, there's a whole bunch of pretty good teams. News out of North Dakota State this last week is that Hunter Lepke, who's definitely a tone setter and one of the best running backs in the, in the country, has a shoulder injury, 
And so yet another reason maybe why you think the Bison might be a little bit vulnerable. South Dakota State has ascended to the number one spot in the country, and they look really good, but they still seem to lack like that that true, like dominant uh, persona about them. And it's been the same thing in the big sky. We've seen all of these teams look good for moments in time and vulnerable for moments in time. And I think that, you know, you're right. It's it's so interesting. Montana State's undefeated in league play. They're 9-1 and one overall. They're number three in the country. Yet, if you were to say, can the Bobcats win the national championship? And you say, well, they're not quite as good as they were last year. I don't really know. But it's not about if they're as good as they were last year. It's how good they are compared to the rest of the country. It's the same thing for the Grizz. They had this massive downfall, but... They still have a lot of the pieces that made us believe that they might be able to contend back in August and early September. And so it's just such a, such a weird vibe around the country, right? Like, a part of me wants to say, we're going to see two teams on Saturday. That's going to be one of the biggest games of the year that they play. And their playoff hopes, I don't really know what they are. A part of me thinks, though, that both of these teams might be able to make a run and that the determining factor might be the momentum they carry out of this football game. I don't really know. It's just it seems like the national landscape is muddied this year a little bit. And it's not for any other reasons besides there's not a uh, utterly dominant team. And I think that there's so many teams that are evenly matched, and we've seen a bunch of them play each other, and all of them not really play that well when they did play each other. Well, yeah, it is weird. It is messy. Here's what it is, Coulter. It's the North Dakota State vacuum there, right? Because in previous years, we're used to evaluating teams and their national championship <laughs> right. hopes is, right. well, if you can't play with North Dakota State, you're not winning the national championship. Well, this year, they might not be that team at the top anymore. And even if they are, I think they're a little bit down from the teams that they've had in the recent past. And the not-so-recent past, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. So that just creates this weird vacuum here where we're used to evaluating teams at this really high standard and now that we don't have that standard to measure them against anymore, we're kind of struggling with how to how to how to evaluate and how to calculate their chances. I mean, a team like Sacramento State, a team like Montana State, a team like even like this year's South Dakota State, I think in previous years we would look at these teams and we would look at their results, we would look at how they're playing and we'd say, "Well, this is a good team, but I'm not sure this is a real national championship contender because they won't measure up to North Dakota State." Well, this year they don't have to. Right. So we're struggling to put them as national championship contenders because of that image in our mind. But really this year, I think they all are. It, it is so true. No one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Exact State looks like a juggernaut sometimes, but they also have never won a playoff game. So, you know, I mean, they're the number two team in the country. If they go undefeated, depending on what happens around the rest of the year, the, 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 uh, the FCS, they might be the number one overall seed. Yet there's still a whole bunch of doubt if they can actually make a playoff run. Same thing with South Dakota State. South Dakota State's been great over the last handful of years. They've really built their program into a true national power. And other than the spring season, though, they haven't ever played in the national championship game. They've had playoff runs, but they've never gotten to Frisco. The Cats have been there last year, but we keep comparing this year's Cat team to last year's Cat team. Brett Vegan doesn't really ever show emotion about anything. I could tell he's starting to get pissed off that people keep <laughs> keep comparing this year's team to last year's team. He's like trying to say, hey, guys, we don't have a second-round draft pick, and we're still better. No one will listen to him. He keeps saying we're better than we were last year. No one wants to hear it. And, uh, you know, then the Grizz, they always live in the shadow of the past. It's always, you know, 
well, this team isn't as good as the 07 Grizz. And it's like, well, okay, but that might not even matter. It's about how good they are at a certain moment in time within the scope of this season. So um, when it comes to just the national landscape, though, what do you think these two teams are playing for? I mean, it seems like Montana State's a playoff team no matter what. Uh, and I, I guess how important is it for the Cats to have success in this game if they do want to make another run? And for the Grizz, do you think they need to win to get in? And if they do win to get in, how dangerous can they be? Yeah, uh, let's go back to front here, as Bobby Houck has grown so fond of saying in press conferences in recent weeks. It means he's listening, at least. Right, he's considering every <laughs> part of your question, and he wants to answer it. Yeah, definitely. It's a step. You know, Usually he's just like, we play hard, we're going to execute. It's game plan, preparation, that's all. <laughs> we love to see progress. Yes, the Grizz are... Man, I don't think a 7-4 and four Grizz team is going to be left out of the playoffs when it really comes down to it, Coulter. But yes, Coulter, the Grizz are playing for their playoff lives here because you don't know what's going to happen in those other games. That's the important part of it, right? We don't know how this bubble is going to shake out. We don't know how uh, the SoCon mess is going to shake out. We know there are a lot of contenders in the CAA that could have playoff-worthy resumes uh, if things work out right for them. We don't know if UC Davis is going to beat Sac State, and that would take a bubble spot away from Montana yep. if the Aggies won that game. Yes, the Grizz have to win this to be certain of their playoff spot. Yep, I, I totally agree. It's also sort of, I think the other thing that is a little bit more muddled too that maybe we don't think about is the expanded playoff field has made it so that the Big Sky Conference has an opportunity to get the Big Sky, if things go according to plan and the circumstances of the unbalanced schedule are in favor of the better teams, one-fourth of the playoff bracket could be Big Sky teams. I don't that's right. think that's going to happen this year. I think it's probably going to be five. But it used to be like two teams from the Big Sky was a lot and three teams was a landmark year and or a year where everything was kind of spread evenly and four teams was unheard of. Now... It's not only that four teams are absolutely going to get in. We've had four teams as seeds the last couple of years. And so I think it, it just shows sort of the, the reallotment of power in the FCS. But also, when you have a 24-team bracket, it makes it so that you can be, you can either be a kind of okay team for one of the power conferences and get in, or you can have a pretty mediocre season as a good team from a power conference and get in. I guess what I'm getting at is if this was a 16-team bracket, we wouldn't be talking about it. Montana would not be in. Uh, uh, they wouldn't be playing for nearly as much this week. But I also then think that opens the door then for what the FCS used to be all about, and that's the team that's the hottest making a run late in the year. No, and I love that aspect of it, Coulter. I guess the other aspect that Montana is playing for this week is you want to give the committee, and maybe you think this doesn't matter if you're just a hot team and you're making the run at the end of the season, and certainly the Grizz have the talent to make this not matter you want to give the committee a reason to treat you kind of nicely, right? Even if you're not going to be a seed, even if you win this game, you want to be looking at that second-round matchup and saying, "Yeah, you know, we don't want the committee here to sneak us into the playoffs and then send us to Sac State or send us right back to Montana State in that second round, right? Yeah. So that's the other thing for Montana. For Montana State, I think Sam Herter put it really well on Wednesday. I think, you know, they're playing to hold on to that number three seed, and that should be where they end up. Based on, you know, if Sac State and South Dakota State, South Dakota State, I guess, is done. But if Sac State handles their business on Saturday, they're playing to hold on to that number three seed. And I think they would be there if they won because it'd be another quality win for them. Um, and, and that's an important one. I mean, it's not as important as jumping up to the number two seed, which gets you home field advantage 
through to Frisco, uh, but holding on to that number three seed is going to be important for them. You know, I think they'd probably still hang on to a seed even if they lost, uh, just with the one FCS loss coming to a ranked team. But it make th- it makes things a lot more uncertain. The last part about the playoff expansion is it brings in a new factor that's been hard for me, at least, to compartmentalize in my brain. And that is that strength of schedule has a huge uh, element of this. And part of the strength of schedule is evaluating quality losses. It just seems like such a, a counterproductive way to do it. But I know you have to when you're talking about analyzing 120 plus teams for a 2014 bracket. And so if the Grizz win, I think they're undoubtedly in. They're 8-3, and three, and I think it's hard to say that they're not in the playoff bracket. But if they lose, their 4-4 four and four Big Sky Conference record is a daunting and haunting mark for sure. Yet, though, their quality losses, quote-unquote quality losses, would all be to top five teams with the exception of Idaho, uh, three of them on the road. And so they would have sort of this crutch to, to lean upon, and so I, I think it's hard to sort of wrap your mind around evaluating uh, quality losses. We will be headed to Bozeman, and uh, we are going to at least help facilitate a weekend for you in Bozeman. I actually decided on the fly here, we're not going to actually give this away uh, until uh, Thursday, but we're going to talk about it for the next couple days. We have a fun giveaway coming up. We've given you a town pump by the mile all year long. We also have the Farmer's Daughter Cafe, which is a great eatery uh, in Bozeman there attached to the RSVP Hotel. Got a couple uh, vouchers for brunch there at the RSVP Hotel for over the weekend here for this rivalry weekend in uh, Bozeman, Farmer's Daughter Cafe. Uh, great taste to make you feel good, and that's what you should expect from the Farmer's Daughter Cafe and Eatery located in the heart of the RSVP Motel in Bozeman. This cafe takes you through the fields and farms of Montana, which eat with each fresh ingredient. Appreciate uh, Farmer's Daughter Cafe for jumping on board, and we'll be giving you that prize package a little later on this week. But just wanted to get that out there, so stay tuned. Nuana's now got a $50 gift card for you from Town Pump, plus some brunch on one of the days uh, this upcoming weekend for the rivalry there uh, in Bozeman. What's going on the rest of the week? We'll get you all set up. Keep it right here. Nuana's now, ESPN Radio. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Is now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I still contend. I know there's a lot of great ones out there, but my guy Chris Cornell, man, he's got to be one of the best front men in the oh, history. Oh, why did I even walk <laughs> in this room? Uh, well, we got my uh, oh, we got my Weezer twin over here. Uh, Tommy, <laughs> Tommy showed me a song he didn't think I'd like, and I love it. And now we play it at the same time. It's just uh, it's synchronous. Yeah, it's fine. It's not us now. ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Missed anything in the show today? Find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. Probably presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. Just search Nuanas Now on all your uh, favorite podcast hosting platforms. Ton of prep football, prep volleyball. Uh, heard from the state championship contending coaches from both Helena Capital and Bozeman High. And uh, also talk some rivalry game as well. Cat is on the horizon uh, in Bozeman. Joined now in the studio, Tommy Evans. 
uh, here uh, on ESPN. He's on the trail momentarily. He's your evening host uh, each evening on the trail, 103.3, but also hosts the new show, 6 to 7 on Tuesdays. What's going on on the new show today? Well, before we get to that, I know we have so much time. I'm just going to (laughs) take this platform to just give you something. Well, you got got millions of listeners right now. I know you do. Because they all know I'm coming in here on Tuesday. That's true. That's true. Listen, I don't know what it is, but I used to make fun of all the grown-ups that I knew who listened to Nickelback and thought it was good. (laughs) And there's something about growing older and approaching the 30-year-old mark where Nickelback comes on our sister station, Jack. And and I don't know what's wrong with me, Coulter. I turned it up. And I enjoyed it. It was all right. Here's the deal. There's this uh, there's this phenomenon where bands would uh, have a, a great debut album and they weren't be quite that big and then they would figure out the formula to get big and they'd sell all the way out yeah. and then they'd become super big. I'm gonna give you Nickelback's debut album. Okay. I know I'm gonna get skewered for this. Nickelback sucks. <laughs> I hate Nickelback. But Nickelback's first album that was not famous, so good. Really, really good. The State. I love it. I remember right. I, I got it for my uh, birthday in sixth grade. I didn't even know what to think. <laughs> I loved it. I was I was on the Nickelback train before Nickelback became nauseating. Do you know what my first ever CD was? What is that? The Dixie Chicks. Whoa. Yeah. You're a real Montana made. The guy. Dixie Chicks and the Tractors came second. I love it. Great uh, songs. On the new show tonight, all independent artists, everyone who's putting music out on their own, recording it in their bedroom, not associated with a label or any corporation whatsoever, all DIYers on the new show. Very cool. It's maybe my favorite playlist we've had in quite some time. Love it. If you do change the channel from 1029 ESPN, you can always just change it one notch up to 103.3 The Trail, Montana's Quality Rock, Tommy Evans will be rocking. Uh, over there. We only got about, oh, 40 seconds left. <laughs> College game day is coming to Bozeman this weekend. They always yeah. do a celebrity picker to pick the game. Yeah. Who should Montana State or Bozeman or the state of Montana have as their celebrity picker? The guy behind the glass, Andrew Houghton. <laughs> Get him go. in there. Let's yeah, go. Maybe, you, maybe you, too. I don't know. It's got. You know what we have to say. I mean, if it's if it's Bozeman, which it is, you got John Mayer over there. Yeah. You got Justin Biebs with yeah, a house over yeah, there. Justin Timberlake. Didn't, doesn't Jay Leno have a place, but he just got burned up in a car fire. Did you hear that? <laughs> Whoa, no, I Third did not. Third degree burns. The dude was driving around. Poof. Oh, buddy. But thankfully, he's alive. So I would say Jay Leno if he didn't look like a uh, like a burnt hot dog right now. Back at it. Jam-packed lineup tomorrow. We'll see you then. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. What sort of expertise do you guys have when it comes to uh, any sort of personal injury accidents, things like that? Uh, It's all we practice. Uh, You're not going to get an attorney who's practicing family law or in court defending criminal cases. All we do is personal injury. We're a multi-state firm, but I'm right here in Missoula. So we have the backing of a large firm uh, with just years of expertise there, too. Free consultations. You can find out more by calling 406-640-4444 or by visiting online 24-7 MontanaAdvocates.com.